huge <laughs> fitty fitty balls. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Lock it in. You can't open the <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to the Thin Red Vine. This is Mark. This is Dave, and this is it, the big one. Yes. We've been talking it up for weeks. The Oscar. You've been locking things down. Show. For weeks, for months, you've been locking oh. things. You're like, that's a lock. That's uh, a lock. I don't know if you've committed to all those locks. I, I don't know if because, I did either. Because all we've been talking about the last 24 hours is how, how much of a crapshoot this is. I did. But you were confidently locking things down in like October. You're like, let me lock. The, oh, that's a lock. I did. Lock. So you're, you might have to call me out on that's a few a of those because I do. As I was filling this out, I'm like, I think I said that was a lock two months ago. Yeah. So I try, actually, things uh, have in changed. filling... Yeah, I felt like I was I was trying. To, if I felt somewhat confident, I didn't want to sway too much. Um, but sure enough, as awards keep rolling in, and there are like certain upsets and other uh, <clears throat> award shows, you're like, oh my gosh, maybe that person has a chance. Maybe I don't know. And nothing yeah. ever always goes as planned, right? No, and that's part of a good Oscar ballad. If you're just joining us, you haven't listened to the podcast before, this is the Oscar predictions episode. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. You go on YouTube, and you, like every every schmuck in their YouTube show <laughs> does their Oscar predictions, yeah. and we're, we're not too proud to join in the yeah. party. Um, so we're going to try to make some calls, some calls today, try yeah. to pick the winners. But you're right. It's as much as people like to sound like when they're putting out their lists, Oh, this is clear winner. Oh, of course, this right. people's gonna win. Oh, this category might be a fifty-fifty, huh? But they're yeah. leaving out like number three who comes out of nowhere, dark and, horse, and wins it. So, like the strategy to a good, I don't know. It's probably not smart, but I think if you truly want to go twenty-three out of twenty-three categories, right? You have to make a couple wild picks because right. it never goes totally as expected. Right. So you do have to kind of get lucky if you want to sweep. I don't think we've ever <laughs> swept. Do you have a year where you remember you? I like, don't remember. I don't think I've ever done I that. I feel like I've, you know, for I don't even know how many years, um, I've been filling these ballots out. Not even pre, even when you had the Oscar party, my brother and I, we would just do it. Yeah. For fun, I don't ever remember getting like 100%. No. You know? But I remember in the last several <clears throat> years, you and I and and Kelsey, other people in our, our group, yeah. we've gotten like 20 plus, you know, out, yeah. of, out of, you know, in that, in that only getting a, two or three right. or four categories down last year i checked yeah. i texted you about this i got 21 out of 23 That's, last that was year. really impressive That's, i'm sure my strongest year and yeah. i don't feel that i could possibly that would be, achieve that would be, something i will take like 21 that. out of 23 this <laughs> was, year this year it seems a lot trickier for some reason though i don't feel like i'm any better right. or worse prepped than no last time. well i think some years you do get like the return of the king or the avatar well you know like at least it's gonna it's gonna dominate all of like the costumes and the product you know like yeah. you can just um but and and you know um i think they're they're you know everyone's talking about uh eeaao uh that that's coming in with the most nominations now you know what does that mean it's just going to win everything it's nominated for that rarely happens as well so yeah, um, I think that is, if there's one big question for the night, that is probably it. Like, is everything everywhere just going to sweep everything it was nominated for and right. just be the the movie of the whole evening? Or right. is it going to do something less than that? And if it does something less than that, like, how much less? Is it going right. to be like, is it just going to appear in a couple of categories? Right. And it turns out it was not this big uh, sweeping movie that yeah. everyone is thinking and people are only really thinking that recently like Correct. if you would have asked everyone in November no one would have said no. everything everywhere is going to sweep the Oscars right 
that's like kind of a new feeling everyone seems to have. Like this movie's going to win everything, right? So the question I mean, is, the, do you jump on that bandwagon, or do right. you? And when do so, people vote? Like I think people vote like at different, you know, closer to the Oscars than you might think. It's not because sometimes I think like, oh, people voted months ago, but they no, don't like they voted you relatively can. recently. Right. Yeah. They just opened it uh, this so, week. So it vote. could really, you know, that sort of the movie of the moment. It's not like that's not an imaginary thing. It's no. like you really could have just peaked at the right time. Like if you peak, if your movie kind of right. peaks in popularity and buzz in December, that might be too early. If everyone's Correct. talking about a different movie by the time. we yeah. hit, so. And I think last year speaks to that last year. The Power of the Dog came in with the most nominations yeah. and walked away with one win. Thank goodness for best. Uh, that movie best, was not good. Best director, but I'll go out there and say the chatter was yeah. for Coda. Like right. that was near sort of, the Oscars. That was kind of like yeah, this right. everything everywhere sort of like a feel good. I would still say everything everywhere is sort of in that sure, category. Sure. And uh, but and Coda really kind of rewrote things last year because it didn't have certain key nominations like oh if it's not nominated right. for directing and editing it can't win best picture and last I do year think it did it is it is with like the increased size of the academy voter pool like now it's like 10,000 plus people and you know it's really expanded in the last few years i think it's harder i mean you can still lean on old traditions and how things usually go right. but less and less i feel like because there's like a lot more variables now. It's not like a predictable, right. everyone kind of does the same thing group of people anymore. Yep. Things can swing yeah. in surprising ways. And it's so still, if you're, if you're listening and you're thinking, well, I haven't seen, you know, I've only seen a couple of these movies. Honestly, like, um, and I'm what Dave and I were just talking about. We, we see a lot of these movies, but we're not picking, we're not basing our guesses necessarily on how we feel about the of movie. Course. It's yeah. what we're we're listening to the chatter too, and you go on YouTube, you're gonna see, or listening to this show, you're gonna you're gonna hear what we're gonna say and what we picked, and you're gonna kind of filter that in, knowing yeah. I'm not gonna get 100 percent right, Dave's not, and so you might take the best yeah. of our ballots and go win your go win your party. Yeah, if you're trying to figure out like how do I, how do I approach this Oscar prediction thing? If you've never done it before, this is your first year. You want it sounds fun. You want to try it. Like a hot tip is don't actually pick what you like the most for each category because you will be wrong. You will lose almost every time because yeah. it is really about getting to know this specific group of people. Like what these kind of Hollywood insiders, the people who vote, like how they think, what they seem to appreciate, how they might be swayed by certain narratives around right. certain movies. There is a kind of a political campaigning to this process right and so um yeah knowing a little bit about previous years of the show can help you know if you go like well there was a that year when this thing happened so that might happen this year that can help you with a choice maybe you'll hear right. us say something yeah. like that as we talk about these or if you just kind of right. go like well this is the kind of movie that often wins or the oscars seem to like or right. well, that's what this category seems to celebrate most often even though yeah. you might think something else makes more sense anyway sometimes it is the obvious thing as you'll see with some of our picks and yeah. sometimes it's it is you know our reasoning in some of these is is yep. might sound a little like I don't know, insincere yeah. or like we're trying to like we're thinking too hard, but it's we are genuinely trying to predict where it will go. Like yep. we're trying to guess what other people are voting on. That is correct. And the, uh, you have you get if you're listening to this, hopefully pre the Oscars and you have like two days because March 12th, Sunday, eight o'clock. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, when if the you're show listening, is. If you're listening after the weekend, you missed it. Uh, you can still check and see if we were right. Yeah. But, but Please still listen. This, so might, have, I'm sure this we'll might have less import. A lot of hilarious things. So um, let's okay. jump right in. I Here think. we go. And now we want to start with, if you pull up one of these videos or anything online or a list, everyone, um, I don't know, they kind of make a meal sometimes out of talking about categories that really aren't that interesting because it is probably pretty predictable what's going to happen. So we wanted to knock out some of those right out of the gate. There's a few that seem like the energy toward a certain person or a certain movie are so commanding at this point. Borderline no contest. That it, that it is a Mark Ring lock. <laughs> like like one in, of a, my, in a real one. I think I have, what, what 20 locks? <laughs> I think you locked at least three or four. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know if you're in as deep Did as Did I lock this first one? Be. I um, should have. I think you did. So okay. we're going to start with Best Supporting Actor. This is probably, of the 23 categories in the show, the least mystery surrounding right. what's going to happen here. It would All be right. a total shocker if something okay. strange and, happened. And so just the other thing that's going on here. So Dave and I aren't, we've already made our predictions. That's right. Oh, I, that's good to know. Yeah, we're yeah. not doing this as we're talking, and we're not going to change anything nope. based on what the other person says right now. Correct. And we I've, don't know. I've made my choices. <laughs> Dave has made his. So we're sort of going head to head. Because we do want to beat each other <laughs> at Correct. the end of the day. That's really what it's all about. <laughs> that's right. Um, and if, if anything, hopefully between us, the Thin Red Vine <laughs> podcasters <laughs> get a true. decent score. That's true. That's a good point. So um, so the first category is Best Supporting Actor. The different nominees here are Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inishirin, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Keegan for The Banshees of Inishirin, and Ki Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And yep. I have not heard a soul say anything other than Ki Hui Kwan Correct. <laughs> for this movie. He's just Lock the it momentum up. is so strong behind him. Yep. He's winning the precursor yep. awards. Um, everyone just wants to give him this award. It's basically a done deal. There's really no point in discussing that category further, though. Barry Keegan was great in Banshees of Inishirin. Correct. Brennan Gleeson was great in Banshees. Um, yeah. was other, I didn't see the Fablemans, but I know you said all the supporting cast in the Fablemans was was great. So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure all these other people deserve deserve the nomination, but yeah. it's he's got going it to key. Up. He's got it. He, he has it, and um, if you're thinking, you know, you haven't seen that movie or you're not sure, he, his story is unbelievable. We're not, I'm not going to dive into it right now, but basically out of the acting game for a while, brought back in. You know, you never know any of these celebrities. He seems so nice and approachable, and uh, when he wins... When he wins, he's going to have a great speech. Yeah, find that emoji on your on your iPhone that lock is the it. little lock and just start sending it to people you know. Yep. Locked. Okay, what's the next category? International feature. Best international feature film. This used to be called foreign language film. Correct. That, that sounded a little All right. inclusive. Okay. Exclusive. I know uh, I'll read these off, and sure. I, I uh, know less about these films, but we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina 1985, uh, Close... Uh, is that just EO? Yep. Okay. And The Quiet Girl. There you go. And your pick for best international feature, which should be no surprise. Yeah. This is uh, everything is leaning towards. <laughs> You're going to say everything everywhere. All <laughs> it's not even nominated. That's how hot this movie is. <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. It um, comes in. I also have that. Just the fact that it's the only uh, international film nominated for Best Picture. That's usually a pretty big red flag. Now, that I'm that. gonna, I am gonna lob this ball out. Lob so it. Uh, I can't remember the year, but it was the year Guillermo del Toro's Pan. It was Pan's Labyrinth. Love that movie. Was nominated for Best International Feature. Yep. And Best Picture, 
and it lost oh. best international film. Interesting. It was a very bizarre. It everyone like looked at their ballot and did like a double take because that was so. It isn't a hundred percent predictive. It's not hundred percent. But and it is so an a outlier. If you're just like I'm wild and crazy, <laughs> I would lean you towards Argentina, 1985, or possibly The Quiet Girl. But I will say that that all quiet on the western front has been sweeping award like the baftas it wrecked correct like it's it's not like it's not like it's a toss-up for any other reason it has all signs point to all right. quiet on the western front yep and but, um but sure who, a it, couple it, years ago parasite a, locked in both lot yes. one that and still one best picture yeah so um i don't think you'll find it no. anybody giving you a different answer no. again people might have their own preferences about other movies they correct. like but if you're trying to pick yep. a winner you're not going to go wrong with all. All I'm saying is, front. I would be more surprised uh, if someone upset Kihi Kwan than I would if one of these others. Just because I, I just don't know if like they're thinking, oh, everyone, everyone's going to be picking that movie. Then sometimes not enough people pick it. So, anyways, it's interesting. It, but we're locking it in. Locked. Both days. Draw a little lock that. next to it. Lock. Yep. Um, next is best animated feature. Another quite predictable category. Uh, we would say everyone would say. Um, this is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, yeah, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last We Wish, love some Puss in Boots. The Sea Beast. <laughs> it's a good movie. And <laughs> Turning Red, the Pixar movie of the year. Right. Um, but pretty much everybody and their brother, and I, you can probably speak for your brother. Yeah. Um, oh, my brother's <laughs> is, got this. Choosing Guillermo, Lock it in for my brother, Guillermo too. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Right. Um, no question. You really shouldn't pick anything else there. No. It's going to win for sure. There, I think some some critics and folks do like the Marcel, the shell with shoes on, but it's not going to yeah. win. And Puss in Boots, maybe in any other year, when there wasn't just such a juggernaut as what Guillermo del Toro's yeah. Pinocchio is, um, it would would have a chance. I would say if there is an upset, I would call, I would call Puss in Boots, but there isn't going to be one. No. The, that's a funny category because historically, or at least for a good 10 or 15 year stretch, you could go like, did Pixar put out a movie that year? Okay, they win, right? That was kind of how you could <laughs> how you could predict the oh, best right, animated yeah. category. This is not really what true did anymore. Disney do? No, correct. Um, and Turning Red is an interesting case because I don't think it came out in theaters. I think it came out on streaming first or something. Okay, or I didn't see it. Simultaneously. Anyway, you could watch it on Disney Plus, I think, right away. And I guess I heard some people saying that that might have affected viewership because it just wasn't a big theater-going movie and people didn't see it. Where Pinocchio is, you know, right there on Netflix and everyone can watch it at home. And I feel like you can make that case for a lot of things, but it is a factor, right? If you, a lot of times, you know, people voting for the Oscars are humans. They don't see everything, even though you'd like to imagine every Oscar voter sees every single thing nominated, right. and they right. don't. No. They get little screener things. They yep. get little, little trailers. Yeah, they get clips, and they make choices. Now, um, And people win awards based on those choices. <laughs> yeah, so you can't assume. Sometimes you go like, well, of course, they. if, if any, any dummy who saw these movies would know that this movie has a way better screenplay than that movie, but you have to go like, well, what if they didn't see the Correct, whole movie? Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be a factor sometimes. Yeah. So Guillermo del Toro, that it was available, uh, uh, Pinocchio, that it was available for everyone on Netflix. It increases the chances that everyone saw. It increases the chances that it just gets more kind of ubiquitous support. So yeah. there's really no reason to pick anything but best animated. And then our Correct. last kind of pre-locked, category is best director you want to read those off best director which uh, and uh this this only recently in my mind became a lot yeah i think most people would say so. so uh we have uh 
my gosh, I got to read these. So, uh, best director uh, from uh, Banshees of Inner Sharon, uh, Martin McDonough, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, uh, The Daniels, uh, The Fablemans, uh, Mr. Steven Spielberg, Tar, Todd Field, and Triangle of Sadness. Ruben Oslin. Yeah, stay tuned for next week's episode if you want to hear more about Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> and a you preview, do. A little preview. Trust me, you do. Um, so, but yeah, um, so Best Director, you're saying before recently, this was maybe a toss-up category so or maybe a maybe the a fight? Early, the early chatter in the year yeah. was The Fablemans and Spielberg. Yeah. And so the Golden Globes honored both of them. Um the Golden Globes went, which is one of these precursor awards, not at mo- not as much as it once was, but Spielberg, I th- believe, won that, and it won Best Picture for, for Best Dramatic Film, I think. Um, however, all of the energy is behind uh, E-E-A-A-O, and I have the Daniels winning this. Yep, me too. I also have the Daniels. They won the Directors <clears throat> Guild um, Award recently, which yep. basically locked it in. There are a lot of people, if you saw an earlier published... Oscar predictions video or something that were saying, right. you know, and they recorded before the Directors Guild Awards. Right. They said, well, this is f- split between Spielberg and the Daniels, but yep. if the Daniels win the DGA award, then they, they, it's a lock for the Oscars. I will and say that did happen. Um, so I think of most all, people of all guess. our locks, if it's a soft lock, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, if there's a, if there's a, an upset, I think it would be Spielberg. Yeah. And he has won twice before yep. for Schindler's List in 93 and saving private ryan in uh, 98 but because this the fablemans if you don't know is a is a movie really about how about himself and you know kind of like this memoir movie um and it's steven spielberg you know like recognition is so big he's he's got a lot of friends in hollywood yeah a lot of connections right he surely will get a lot of votes there's no question that he's right he's gonna make a showing but yep um, yeah, I think I think the Daniels have the have the momentum right. at this point, but we'll yes. see. That it wouldn't be shocking if Steven Spielberg won. No, but it would. But it would be, uh, it would be interesting. Right. So those are our locks. Now let's move into some categories where things are a little less certain, and we're not going right. to proceed uh, in a in a degrees of certainty and uncertainty. But basically, from now on, it's uncertain. It's uncertain. <laughs> Though, I, I don't. I can't say. We're gonna try like, to yeah. make educated, educated guesses, and I think correct. a lot of these probably will be correct. But we're probably gonna start disagreeing every couple of categories here. I is my prediction yeah, as I, we start I, working and through and here. Partly, I hope so to make yeah. the show somewhat interesting. That's right. That's Dave right. and I have the exact same ballot. So, a co- I think these first couple we might be we might be uh, simpatico about, but we'll see. Oh, best okay. adapted screenplay. Let's do the screenplays. Okay. I've got, uh, well, let me read through the nominees. Please. We have, uh, for Best Adapted, All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, wow. and Women Talking. Now, you explained to me a couple months ago, maybe, yeah. that things get called adapted for funny reasons sometimes. Correct. So Top Gun Maverick is an adapted screenplay because it's the sequel to Top Gun. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> right? Because it's, those characters adapted from were Top established. Gun. Right. Which right. is funny because you don't think it, you think of it as an original movie. Right. I would argue as someone who saw it that it's not particularly original. <laughs> it is a lot like the first Top Gun. So adapted screenplay makes a lot of sense right, yeah. to me. Yeah, but, same is true for Glass Onion. But Glass Onion, because it's a sequel to Knives Out, it gets the adapted screenplay. And that one pretty obviously is like an original original you know story original item in a series but whatever right all that is to say my pick for this and i haven't seen this movie 
I think you did see it recently this last week. Yep. I didn't see it, but it seems to be the one there's momentum behind. So I just went with the, the flow of the river is women talking. Yep. I also have adapted. women talking. Oh, yeah. Now you saw the movie, correct? I did. I just recently, so I, I can claim I've seen all of the best picture nominees. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. It deserves something. <laughs> uh, and Women Talking is one of them. Uh, and for sure, I would think if you're looking at what stands out about that movie, it's very well done. Um, okay. But I would say the script, the acting, I'm actually shocked some of these performances did not show up in any of the oh. supporting actress or lead actress categories. Interesting. Um, and a lot of heavy, like I feel like uh, Jesse Buckley was like amazing in it and she's I, early on she was she was talked about but no huh. so this is written and directed by sarah polly and so people were thinking she possibly was going to sneak in the best director conversation uh and she didn't um so she also wrote the script and it seems like this could be a great way to honor um that movie and her and um if there is a, a dark horse or not a dark horse i would say I, I wouldn't be that shocked if there is an upset, and I would I would probably say All Quiet on the Western Front. Would For be, adapted screenplay. Yep. That That's would be, possible. Yep. Yeah. That would be my next pick. That makes sense to me. That would also be my next pick if I was if I was doing that kind of thing, but I'm not. If Top Gun Maverick wins Best Adapted Screenplay, do you turn the show off, Dave? I, we got to rethink a lot <laughs> if, if that wins Best Adapted Screenplay. <laughs> okay. So we both, so far, we've matched we're on locking, everything. We're locked up. Okay. So Best Original Screenplay. Why don't you read through these? Sure. We have The Banshees of Inner Sharon, uh, E-E-A-A-O. Nailed it. <laughs> I think that takes me longer to say than everything, yeah, everywhere all at once. I agree. But now I like it. All right. The Fablemans. <laughs> Tar and Triangle of Sadness. Lydia Tar, your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Lydia Tar. Love Finally makes Lydia an appearance. Tar. So, yeah. who do you have for this? Okay. Uh, this was all of the energy and the chatter is once again behind uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yep. However, I've gone with the Banshees of Inner Sharon for this. You and me both. Sir. Oh, yes. And all it right. is risky. It's, it a is, big, it's a little risk. It's, you're out, we're out in a limb, but we're out in the same limb, so right. we kind of cancel each other out. Okay. But, Talk us through your reasoning there. So, okay. I think so um, one of the major precursor awards um, is the just like all of these categories is every you know like the directors, the actors, everyone has their guild, and just like the Daniels won the directors guild, the writers guild for original screenplay went to everything, everywhere, all at once. But the Banshees of Inner Sharon was not not it was disqualified from that category, so it wasn't even available Possible. to yeah. win right um so, it so is, it's hard to look at the daniels when you're saying and going like well that obviously means right because that is the golden globe went to banshees um yeah i think the bafta went to banshees yep um and i think a lot of folks uh, martin mcdonough so he like sarah polly he wrote banshees and directed it yeah um and i think this is a great way to honor him and i i, I get a little i don't want to say upset dave because i really don't get upset about a lot of things but when I, hear, your gears. When, when I hear people like uh, like other uh, folks talking, they lock on original, like best original as, and I think what they're saying is, what was the most original? Like Story what was just the craziest, right. outrageous screenplay? Yes. And for sure, and that has nothing to do with it. No, everything, everywhere, <laughs> right. all at once is more is a standout. Like yes. I haven't seen that. That's kind of bizarre. Right. Right. Um, but that that just means it was original. Merely distinguishes it from adapted. Correct. It has no other right. meaning. Like other, right. like other, right. 
like when I was just kind of looking back, yeah. you know, and you have maybe some movies that you're like, whoa, that was different. And I know you're not a big QT fan, but like a Pulp Fiction is like, whoa, that kind of shook things up. But at the same time, you have like Manchester by the Sea winning Best Original Screenplay and Goodwill Hunting. These aren't like these. Right. Whoa! What you didn't right. have I'll to go to the multiverse and have hot dog on, fingers. It's not based on a pre-existing no. intellectual property. That's what it's. That's all it's saying. That's all. Where it adapted means. is like this is based on right. a pre-existing intellectual right. property. That's and all I, it means. Right. And I feel now this is where you sort you do see these movies and you and when it is a fifty-fifty ball kind of like that, I do, I don't think the others have a chance. Maybe Triangle's an outlier, but um, it I feel like Banshees felt more of like kind of like where women talking for me tipped the scales i felt uh the dialogue was so important to the movie it is the whole and movie. better yeah it's the whole and movie banshees and the dialogue is the whole movie and i i would say that yep. that stands out to me more yep i agree with everything you said in terms of reasoning um i would also add that and this is maybe getting out ahead of the rest of the ballot but i feel like this is going to be the only thing banshees is going to win Okay. So I'm thinking of it that way too. Like this is how every, I think everyone who saw this movie loved this movie. Yeah. And so I think it's a way to kind of give them a nod, you know, give Martin McDonough a nod. Yeah. If he doesn't, you know, he's not going to pull off the best director. When and I don't he's think he's won gonna... before. I don't think he won for three billboards. So, I'd have to check that. Um, so anyway, I think it's a way for people to kind of honor him and honor the movie. And that sometimes can be a motivating factor. And the other thing for me is just personally, and you're, and we said before we started, you shouldn't let this influence your decision. But when it's that close, something you has to tip the scale. But I, Banshees is so good, and I want it to win this category so yes. much. So I'm letting I'm letting my heart kind of uh, move. Yeah, move my I, pen I was a similar and circle it. Um, it would you would not be you would not be uh, wrong to go everything everywhere here. That's that's yeah. likely you know it's very right. possible that wins, yeah. especially if it's having a big night and sweeping yes. everything. So. Even um, though I was going to say, don't read sense. original as what was the craziest or bizarre, but even though with Banshees, it does have it does have some craziness to it. It gets wild. It. Yeah, so I if you it. want that, all right. So good. Um, um, all right, what's the next category? Best is, we're going to jump over to supporting actress. Get another okay. one of these, one of all these right. bigger ones. Um, is this me reading out. the noms or you? Um, I'm reading this one, I okay. think. So we have, for Best Supporting Actress, Angela Bassett from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow from The Whale, Carrie Condon from The Banshees of Inishirin, Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu from Everything Everywhere All at Once. And uh, this one is a tricky call. Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis did just win the Screen Actors Guild Correct. Award for this, which got a lot of people excited, and they're talking. Th- and that about was sort the, of she wasn't really being talked about. Yeah. And then like, and so Whoa. she's part of the everything everywhere wave that right. everyone is predicting because of that award win. And so a lot of people are going Jamie Lee here, and that's not a that's not a bad choice. I'm sticking with the old favorite in this category, Angela Bassett. Okay, she was the one everyone was saying back in the fall, like this is hers, hers right. to lose. Um, it would be so, the first Marvel. Yep. movie to ever win powerful like a, performance an award yeah it's a great performance yep. and i wasn't crazy about the movie but she was great she was the best part of the movie yeah um um and some other some other parts of the movie were great but she's she was the best part for sure so it would be deserving she's never won before she was nominated back for the tina turner movie in the Correct. 90s but she hasn't won right um i don't so. think any of these women have won just Oh, okay. But obviously Angela Bassett and Jamie Lee Curtis are like, okay, they haven't won, but 
they've been around for a while. Yeah, like they this have is a, a way of, to they have a big honor presence them. Okay. in Hollywood in the movies. Yeah, so, what did you go for? Here? All of that being said, this is my biggest swing of the night. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I got Angela Bassett has lost. Feels like a little steam. Like she didn't yeah. win the SAG, uh, the SAG award. Jamie Lee Curtis kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, however, someone who has been talked about consistently all year and I think is the best of the bunch that I saw, I'm going with Carrie Condon. I love Banshees. the choice. She was so good in that <laughs> yeah, movie. I know. It's I, a, it's a, she's a dark horse, and she did win the BAFTA. So if you're looking okay. at like uh, Angela Bassett won the Globe, and Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG, and, uh, and Carrie Condon won the BAFTA, and I think, I don't know. Maybe she's going to win because votes get split. Um, That's my prediction is that I think that fans right. of Everything Everywhere might split the vote a little bit between Jamie Lee yep. Curtis and Stephanie Hsu. And that's what that's what's pointing me to Angela Bassett, but it it could just as easily point people to Carrie Condon, right, or someone else down down ballot, um, as it were. Often, um, you know, not always true, but uh, sometimes, like, and I don't exactly even know how old like Carrie Condon is. I I know she's younger than Angela Bassett and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, but sometimes <laughs> I do feel yeah. like there is, I, and um, and I don't know how long she's been around or whatever, but I feel like sometimes. Someone, and I say sneak in, but not really even sneak in. I think a lot of people have her as the number two behind Angela Bassett because everyone, because Jamie Lee Curtis really just came on strong out of nowhere. So yeah. um, I think Dave is the safe bet, Angela Bassett. I was close to that. And I, I just talked myself into taking. I like it though. And this is my only probably of the 50 50s when I went with the, uh, you know, like the riskier the, of the, the, of the, the one dark horse. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe there might be another one on here, but not, not really. This is the one I'm taking a swing and we'll see what happens. Gotcha. So this, that's our first different category. Correct. So we might want to flag that for ourselves because that's yep. an opportunity for one of us to come out ahead. Right. <laughs> Best supporting actress. <laughs> Finally. Right. Let's slide over to cinematography. Uh, you yep. can go ahead with this one. Sure. We have all quiet on the Western front. Um, Bardo, which is a movie I know little about, um, Elvis, Dave's favorite of the year. Loved it. <laughs> Empire Light um, and uh, Tar. Tar. So um, this, so coming in, when the nominees were announced, everyone was actually really shocked that Top Gun Maverick did not get nominated for this because they're like, if you're going to give this movie anything, like it was a, it, the way it was photographed and filmed, everyone's like, how in the world did it not? get a cinematography nod um and so it didn't so that ruled that out of the conversation uh the chatter then shifts to well roger deakins all seems he's won a few times he's, he's, he's amazing yeah i don't know empire of light not that you need yeah. to know it but he's won before um and so really the the talk seems to be between elvis and all quiet and i went with all quiet i did too okay i this movie this cinematography i should say is you can kind of sum it up, and this is way too big of a generalization. It's like, like the look of the movie, like how in in right, yeah, how it's photographed, how it's photographed. You can think of the colors, you can think of the lighting, just like how it looks in terms of just like aesthetic, like sort of beauty on screen. And I think I haven't seen all these movies. Um, I've seen three of the five mm -hmm. of the three I saw: All Quiet, Elvis, and Tar. Tar stood out to me visually. Yeah, we both. 
noted things about the cinematography of the movie after we watched it, how it kind of how it pulled us in. Um, having seen All Quiet more recently, that movie is also like it's it it's a very good looking movie, yeah. very stylish and very um, it really transporting. So I went with that because I think I think it is the best in the category, and I think there's probably some momentum behind All Quiet. You know, everyone's saying everything about everything everywhere all at once, being all these nominations, but All Quiet on the Western Front also has like nine nominations. Oh across. yeah, so it's it's a big movie. <laughs> if, if it gets at, that adapted screenplay win early on, look out. Yeah, so um, it's it's could make some big plays here, and I think this is a place it could it could grab. Is your, grab if you one didn't pick that, easily. would you have picked Elvis? Does that seem? Am I right in saying that sort of sounded like the number two there? I don't know. I I was tempted to go with Roger Deakins because he always wins whenever right. he's nominated. But I had never heard of that movie, so I'm no. like, can a movie that has no name recognition? And I'm not. I'm not everybody. Other people no. probably are familiar with it, but no, I feel like not. if it didn't cross our radar at all, can no. he win just for the his name alone? And no. I'm like, I don't know. If had he possible. never won, I would have considered it. Interesting. So the the only other thing possibly leaning in in Elvis's favor, if I can even say that, is um, and you someone can fact check me out there, but to my knowledge, I don't know if a a uh, a woman has won the cinematography award. Oh, and so Mandy Walker is is the uh, cinematographer for Elvis, and I've heard just a little chatter. I don't think in the end of the day, anyone when they cast their votes is looking at. You know, basing it on uh, right. What demographic can I appeal to with but, this vote? Um, yeah. it, it, I'm just saying, if uh, Elvis does win, that that could be a, a big moment. Okay. Um, I you made a joke about me liking Elvis as as <laughs> that's a, no joke, Dave. <laughs> it's it's a little bit of a joke. Um, <laughs> I it's sort of across the board on my ballot. I kind of leaned away from Elvis, and then oh, that's my personal bias creeping in. So I didn't. You're showing like, your hand on one category. You're saying Elvis was like the the maybe clear second place there or, yeah. or runner up, but to me, it, it didn't really cross my mind that okay. Elvis would win. Okay. I didn't think. No, it there's much there, there's a couple other categories. I think Elvis has a better chance. Sure. So let's jump over to maybe a category that Elvis is also in. Elvis is going to be in these next few. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. So let's get into our kind of style categories in sure. terms of in terms of fashion and look so we'll yeah. start with costume design that's costume you right design. yeah so we have uh babylon for costume design black panther wakanda forever elvis everything everywhere and mrs harris <laughs> goes to paris cross that off um <laughs> now i'm not sure that you should i've heard oh, really? a lot of things oh really about oh no. as a dark horse <laughs> i hope not because the movie's about i don't know anything like, about it it's about like f- fashion in oh, france and, and so there's like a lot of dresses and it's you know that kind of costume <laughs> that always wins oh, <laughs> like geez. lots of fancy dresses and if things. you tell me you picked mrs harris i'm gonna and i think jenny beaven has won before for those kinds of things oh my god okay so dave has done his research <laughs> I didn't even so, factor Mrs. Harris goes in. No, I didn't. I didn't ultimately either. I went with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That's your choice. That's my choice. Oh. Ruth Carter won for Black Panther for costumes. True. And I think. Yeah, it's in the conversation. I think um, it has the most eye-catching costumes. And there's yeah. a lot of costumes. Like if you think of the funeral sequences and other oh, things. Yeah. And sometimes with these awards. Um, sometimes with these awards, these these costume production design, these kinds of things, it's kind of like the th- like whatever is the who has the most of it. Like 
Like yeah. costumes, has the most costumes. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest costume, the flashiest costume. It's yep. not necessarily the the a single costume that's really well done. It's no. like which movie had a lot of costumes. Right. And Black Panther, certainly a big movie with yeah. tons of costume work that I think are really cool. Yes. And it's more of a modern fashion thing. I was joking about Mrs. Harris goes to Paris because traditionally it is the things with like the more right. the more formal wear, the dresses, the the Elizabethan dramas, like those kinds Correct. of things often win. I'm going to guess you went with Elvis here, but uh, I'll throw it over to you. Sure. So um, so I didn't do my homework on Mrs. Harris, but I w- then I was like, uh, you know, ironically, even though Everything Everywhere All at Once is the leading vote-getter, I didn't even consider it no. for this. So I think it was between uh, Babylon, Black Panther, and Elvis. I did see Babylon, and I'm like, that's like, you know, this— Period, you know, 1920s Hollywood. Yeah, period 1930s. pieces are good for costumes. And I, and I yeah. was really thinking about it. But again, like Dave's saying, it, what was, uh, did it really something pop out and catch my eye? And then, so it's between Black Panther and Elvis. And I actually, because Black Panther won before and mm. Ruth Carr's already won, mm. I went with Elvis and all those jumpsuits he's wearing. You know, and, re, and re, sure. those are like, when you watch the trailer, I feel like there's a lot of colors and everything Elvis is wearing and the costumes sure. are popping. So I, I did. I went with yeah, Elvis. Not a bad choice. I think that's 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 a strong contender there. Maybe even a more likely winner than than Black Panther, but I like the Black Panther I yeah, it energy is there. Yeah. I think there's a case to be made for all three of those movies. Right. So um and maybe maybe even apparently <laughs> So you have you have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever winning two Oscars. Yeah, and I oh, don't yeah. like the movie, like as a whole. <laughs> I like Angela Bassett. And right, I yeah. like the first could like, 15 yeah. minutes of the movie. I love the beginning of it. Yep. But as a whole movie, not a huge fan. Yep. But uh, I think in these categories, it, it can yeah. put there, up a fight. If, it, if it's announced Black Panther, ba- Babylon, uh, even Mrs. Harris, Dave talked me. I, I don't know anything, but <laughs> everything everywhere is the only one that, if that wins, I'd be like, really? That right. one costumes? Then if, if that starts winning things like costume design, then it's over. Then it's over. That yep. means it's winning everything. Martin McDonough, pack for. your bags. People were just seeing the name on the ballot and checking it off. Correct. That's what that means because I don't yeah. think it really is a like a substantive contender in that category. No. Like I mean, they work at a laundromat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there are some wild costumes, but it's not it's like... coming out of the dryer. central All to right. the movie. So we're going to jump down to makeup and hair. Perfect. Um, you can take that. Sure. Uh, we have All Quiet on the Western Front. The Batman finally showing its face. That was another one that people thought best cinematography. Yeah, I would. that makes sense to me. It's a visually uh, striking movie. Black Panther. Very dark. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, Elvis again, and The Whale. Um, So uh, for me, it was between Elvis and The Whale. It's either either how you... It's it's about... Flip a coin. Did you... Because it says best makeup and hair, I strongly considered Elvis because I'm like, well, look at that hair, you know? And and I'm like, makeup, you do have to age Austin Butler, but it's not as a dramatic as I think what Brendan Fraser had to do with The Whale. So I went with The Whale. I looked at that same coin, and I chose the other side of <laughs> it, did? my friend. Okay. I went with Elvis. <laughs> All right. Um, I love it. We only, need some shake This is the only category. Um, all shook up? Was that an all shook up joke? Um, did I say that? You said you need some shake-ups, and I said, like, all, you could have said all shook up. Um, Elvis, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I, for the exact same reasons you said, you, you just, yeah. and I just, 
I said all the same things in my head, and I chose the other one. So yeah. it's, I think that's a 50 It, it is a coin toss. Surely, like you're saying, the whale, Vic makeup there, is right. central to the performance. It is like a character in the movie. That's how important right. it is. Elvis, it's more, it's more like quantity over quality i think Correct. it's like there's a lot of makeup and a lot of hairdos and a lot because it's a period piece and, and you're aging through, him throughout it goes through several periods yep. so there's a lot of costuming and makeup and hair that, and so right. i went with quantity like that yeah. has the most makeup and hair as opposed to the whale which is like the better makeup and hair correct that's just how i sort of yeah um, i it's a it of all of these th- that is maybe one of the the most like 50 50 kind of yeah you know that literally, literally three categories coin. of discrepancy between okay. us we got That's a game exciting. we got a game here yeah and we haven't even gotten to the shorts no production Yeesh. production design Yeesh. is our third kind of style okay. styling category um production design is like sets uh the sort of the yep. background set pieces i think of we might movie. have a match here I would, I would think so, but maybe not. Okay. Um, the nominees here are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and the Fablemans. I went with, and I haven't seen this movie, Babylon. So did I. Okay, because from my understanding is it's it's a Hollywood movie. There's a lot of sets. There's like yeah. there's sets of sets. Correct. And it's just like it's set focused. It is what and it, costume focused and period focused. Right. And yeah. That is kind of what production design is all yeah. about. And I I've come to I've landed on the side of like I, I'll I I liked Babylon. I don't think I loved Babylon, but um. <laughs> Because there there are a couple moments that are uh, yeesh, but uh, overall, the more I think about it, I'm like, gosh, I, I did really enjoy that, and I'm honestly a little shocked it didn't it's like because it is a movie about movies that it, and because it's Damien Chazelle behind it that it didn't get at least more in the talks of like ten best picture nominations and you, and it didn't land in there, um, but oh well, that's not what we're talking about. Um, was there anything else you thought, if not Babylon, I would go with this? I mean, I could, I wouldn't be shocked if All Quiet on the Western Front won Elvis for similar reasons that we've talked about the other categories. Like there are also like a lot of right. sets and locations and like iconic places and backdrops. Yeah. You know, here's here's what I don't know or understand, and that is so I I believe in 2009, excuse me, Avatar won production design, and oh. so what what I'm saying is like when I look at any behind the scenes stuff of Avatar, it it's all CGI stuff, even, you know, like, yeah, I mean, right. so much of it right. that I guess that, you know, where then I'm like, right. and I'm, we're going to get to the visu- studio with like a green screen. Right. I, and I don't know why we didn't lump visual effects into a lock, but anyways, well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, um, we'll come back to that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I went with Babylon for everything Dave said. Uh, I guess where you said you're, you're, Upset would be all quiet. I could imagine if that's having yep. a big night, I could imagine. I, I would say honestly anything but the fablemans i would say like i considered avatar because it won before but i don't it's going to win somewhere else so i don't think that uh but elvis i was like you know another kind of hollywood star again all the things dave was saying about costumes but i think it i think babylon and if it if i did pick another i would have picked all quiet yeah Nice. Um, okay, so then that takes us to documentary feature. This is you, right in the middle of the ballot. Okay, documentary feature. So we are getting I into have not, unknown territory. I have not seen any of these, and I'm not even going to pretend to tell you about them. I'm yep. just going to read some titles. And uh, All That Breathes, yeah. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, which there was some buzz about, Fire of Love, 
uh, the house made of splinters and Navali. And uh, I was between Navali and all the beauty and the bloodshed, and I went with Navali. Yeah, you have no reasoning because you're just kind of going with the I, flow. I just kind of listened to the chatter, and yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is I, – I watched two or three videos that spoke to this as because I also had no frame of reference here. Before um, I even looked at the ballot in this last week, I had heard of Navalny um, because Navalny, I listened yeah. to like these – these like sort of world news and politics podcasts sometimes. Right. And he was like, a, you know, he's challenging Vladimir Putin. Uh, right. Yeah. In Russia. So it's like I'd heard the name and then they talked about this documentary. So I'd heard of that one. I don't think I'd also seen a clip or a trailer or something for all that breathes at some point. And the others I hadn't heard of until just the last couple of days. And right. every single thing I watched was pointing me in a different direction. They, uh, I had a couple people saying, like, Fire of Love. That's the one everyone's yeah. voting for. And I was like, oh, okay, so I guess I should vote for that. Then I watched someone else. They're like, well, all that breathes seems to have, you know, the, the right. best message or something. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll go for that. And then someone was like, well, Naval, you know, all yeah. the Beauty and the Bloodshed had some buzz in the fall. I'm like, okay, let's so I went with my gut on this one, which was to... Given all the options, go with the one that I felt was the most universal in terms of its message. Right. And um, I think just people people like feel-good documentaries. And All That Breathes, my understanding, is like these these like sort of Middle Eastern brothers who are like helping birds and like oh. sort of cleaning them up. And okay. It's, it's, it's about like sort of our relationship with nature and taking care of animals and things. And I'm like, that seems, that seems heartwarming and positive. So I went with all that breeds. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, not Navalny, which I think Navalny is an, sounds like a very important documentary, yeah. but because it's political and it's yeah. it's um, and that could be how the Oscars make their statement against Russia and sure. with the war in Ukraine going on. I'm sure someone surely will make a speech yeah. on Sunday night. I like night that you picked about, something else about uh, the and war in I, Ukraine. I, uh, um, and Navalny might be how they my talk next, about it. Yeah, I wouldn't. All I that breeds. All that breeds. I would not have. My next one would have probably I would have probably leaned like all the beauty and bloodshed. Yeah. Keep in mind, I'm guessing the most I know about any of these is what Dave just said. There you go. And so, um, but I I can't go back. I'm going. Yeah, uh, that's that's. I, so I would say of there again, it is completely up in the air. I I would you agree? There's slightly more more if you looked at all of your like, your resources. It's is it leaning like. The consensus is Navalny the, Navalny, the front runner. I saw more people say "Fire of Love" was oh, you the did? front runner okay. than anything. Okay, which you didn't even wasn't even on your on your sort of no. top two. So that just says to me that this is a guest category, correct, for almost everybody. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's what that means. So, to me. <laughs> uh, House of Splinters, lock it up. <laughs> <laughs> now, last year, my octopus teacher one or wasn't that the year before and that was I a, thought you were starting a story <laughs> no no like no. you were in a class yeah, yeah my octopus teacher. My, no, last no. year my octopus teacher picked the point uh being last year like 23 just like out a heartwarming kind of yeah. kind of simple premise documentary yeah. one it wasn't like a hard-hitting political or you know social issue right. thing it was just a you know something people watched on netflix sure and they liked it Oh man, and this so is making me that's excited. That's pushed me toward all the breeds. You put some animals in there, and people like yep. that. Oh, I'm, all the I might be seeing where you're leaning for those, um, the shorts categories. That's right. So editing. Let's put a film editing. Oh, Another okay. couple big ones before we hit the shorts. Okay. Or medium-sized ones. I shouldn't say big ones. 
Okay. Editing, this is um, me, right? So we have Banshees of Inishirin, Yep. Elvis, Everything Everywhere, Tar, and uh, Top Gun Maverick. Correct. And this is a coin toss, right? I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, I, I, to I me, this, this is feeling... a 50-50 ball. Yep. Uh, between, are, we, are you telling me what you, what you picked <laughs> I was first? about to, but keep talking. Okay, just let me tell <laughs> if I, I'm going to say two, let's, and you tell me at least if it's one of those All two. Right. The, the coin, on one side of the coin is uh, everything everywhere all at once. On the of other course. side of the coin is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Okay. I went with Top Gun Maverick. So did I. I think it's just, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of the places this movie might see some, see some love. Yeah. It's, it's like big, loud action movies often win editing. Correct. So it, is, it fits the type that, that goes for it. Now, mm-hmm. this is another case where if everything everywhere is just sweeping the board, right. it would pick up this too. Right. Um, so so the, that, that's not a, certainly not a bad choice to go with everything everywhere here. The uh, Editing Guild Awards. Top Gun uh, have, is what I went with. Have, um, they, do two, they do the comedy category yeah. and the drama. And so they put everything everywhere in the comedy category. Of course they did. And so it won there and Top Gun won the other. Uh, yeah, it is, I think if you're thinking of everything everywhere all at once, there are like with the multiverse yeah. and a lot, lot of these, a lot of match cuts scenes and yeah. But again, um, I think I, when I heard like all the footage they had for Top yeah. Gun Maverick, like 800 hours of like aerial footage. Correct. <laughs> right. And, right. And because it, again, I think it missed on that cinematography nod and, and yes, like war movies or I've heard some people say, um, now again, I don't know about the run times of each of these. Do you think everything everywhere all at once is longer than Top Gun Maverick? I don't know. Okay, because sometimes, and this is um, the longer film, which means it had more cuts. Wins. Another case of mo- quantity, maybe. Over. Correct. The most cuts. Um, yeah, I heard it, some people mention something. But about again, I guess Elvis. you could technically have more cuts within a shorter film. But anyways, if if Elvis wins, I would not be dumbfounded because Elvis had a very distinct editing style. It had this kind of yeah. jumpy thing going on where everything kind of felt like uh, a little shaky and like moving a little faster right. and cutting and cutting and cutting. Like there are a lot of cuts. Yeah. And I think it's the kind of movie that just because it draws attention to its editing. Correct. Editors might like it. You know, yeah. people who like are in that field might find it more interesting than more traditional. Yes. But, but uh, yeah, I think the safer choices are between everything ever and Top Gun. It sounds like we both went with Top Gun. Yeah, so I would have. Yeah, there. love it. Um, we can jump over to score. Knock out some music before we get to the show. Yeah, the so music. Original score. This is me. Your category. Okay. Yeah. Uh, best original score. All Quiet on the Western Front. Babylon. The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. And John Williams for the Fablemans. There you go. And. Uh, I did not have much of a thought process here. Love it. Um, <laughs> uh, so I've seen all these. So I heard all the scores, and um, it Nothing in, stood out to you when you're looking at this list. One, one did stand out to me oh. from from seeing the movies, and then when I heard there was some talk about it, I was like, "Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense." I went with Babylon. Me too. Okay, I haven't seen it. Okay, but Justin Hurwitz won for La La Land. He did, and. Uh, Hollywood loves La La Land. They love it so much yeah. they awarded it Best Picture. The, the music is almost. <laughs> when it didn't win. It's there's so much energy behind it. Yeah, um, that's what I've heard. Is that it has a distinct, memorable soundtrack, and that's yep. you know. But I would say the music in All Quiet 
is notable. Shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah. Okay. It I is, believe a uh, shout out to Scott Ring. I think he has All Quiet winning there you uh, go. score. And so um, what does that mean to you? Who knows? But uh, That's yeah. A good, I like that pick personally because I saw that movie and I agree. I that didn't see Babylon, good, yeah. so I don't know. But I did I did like the music and what they right. were doing. And, and so, um, again, like everything everywhere, if you're just like, wherever, wherever I see that, I'm just checking a box. I The score was not... That would maybe be the least memorable thing yeah, of the whole I'm movie not for sure me. I could call that um, and then the only game to play is the Roger Deakins game. If you're like, well, there's John Williams and he's amazing, so yeah. he should win. What is he like? A hundred years old now? One thousand years old? <laughs> no, no he. In fact, I just did the numbers, and he is one thousand and seven <laughs> years old. Dave crunches those numbers. Yeah, yeah. So um, when John Williams wins anything, don't be surprised. But um, yeah. Babylon, we both have Babylon. Love it. Yep. So let's jump over to song. I'm excited about this category. Oh, man. Because this is definitely a case of different voters in the Academy might might have very might pull this in different directions. And it's kind of exciting. This is so the nominees for best original song are applause from Tell It Like a Woman. Hold my hand from Top Gun Maverick. Lift me up from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Natu Natu from RRR, and This Is a Life from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So now, there are a lot of ways to think about this category. You can go like, well, which one is just the most popular song? You know, Because often that's how you do it. Like, which right. song is the most popular? Which song is playing on but, the radio? Which but none of these is, are really getting a radio play. Hold My Hand is all over the radio. Is and it? has been Still? since Top Gun came out. Oh man, um, I don't know about the Rihanna. Is that song. the only one? Okay. Well, t- the the Black Panther song is yeah. is also I think saw some. So I would say like, like hold my hand, lift me up. Hand. Like those are actually songs, like I rem- I've heard. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and don't have anything against them. I yep. obviously probably heard. I didn't see uh, RRR and I didn't see uh, Tell It Like a Woman. So I can't speak to those songs yeah. in terms of like they're good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like everything everywhere, like in terms of score, like I didn't even know there was a song. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what happened. Okay. Here we go. I was doing my research. Love it. I This was just yesterday, I guess. And okay. I pulled up. I was this like, a Mrs. Harris goes to heard, Paris moment for me. Songs. I pulled up a couple of videos of these songs like on YouTube. Yeah. And as soon as I saw the video, the scene from RRR with Not Too Not yeah. Too, I picked it. I was like, that's going to win. Because, I went with it too because I think it's like there's no way this is the the sheer virality of this scene. And they got to sure perform it. It's all over, right? People are yeah. gonna go nuts in the theater. Yeah, and it could be a case of you know that performance the night of and the nomination is the award. You know, right. and and it actually goes to you know Lady Gaga, or Rihanna, yeah. like something. Is the something song? Kind of I I've only seen like little clips of those two guys dancing. I think real the fast. dance is. The dance is better than the song, okay. right? Like that's what makes it. Without the dance, the song I don't think is is particularly notable. But okay. it's I think it has the young audiences behind it. It right. has like kind of that TikTok virality going for it. It's just been shared constantly online okay. over the last few months, and there's certainly some recent momentum behind it for wanting to see it at the show. And right, and um, it wasn't nominated for best international film. I didn't see RR either. Uh, Laserdisc Matt did, I believe, <laughs> at least several months ago. He was like, "Have you seen RRR?" I was like, "No." He's like, and he was telling me he was watching it. Okay, it's a very long movie, 
think it's like three or four hours long or something. Yeah. And he was said he was watching it in chunks. I don't know if he okay. ever finished it, but at that time he said he was watching it. So he's probably familiar with this. Um, but I didn't didn't see it. But just seeing this one clip, I'm like, wouldn't that be fun? Okay. <laughs> that so one, when I I picked it because it I feel like that's what everyone's picking. Yeah. Like that's, when I, I I heard several people go with the Lady Gaga thing or the Rihanna thing. Okay. Like and those. Lady Gaga did take home that prize for uh, yeah, that, A Star's Born. That's right. And um, I didn't like that song much. And I get a little footnote for everyone. Footnote. <laughs> the, and the the Black Panther song, I guess it could have some kind of energy, uh, like behind it a little bit. Yeah. Um, because um, it's a you know like this. As the title suggests, right? This very positive, upbeat thing. And, you know, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman and things like that, maybe a, a way again. But then again, yeah. now we're talking like, you start picking that for Wakanda Forever and you're thinking maybe costumes and Angela. But like, it, it wasn't that movie, you <laughs> no, know? No, no, no. And so, um, yeah. yeah, I like RRR. So interesting to note because maybe you would think, well, RRR, how did that, people are talking about it. How come it didn't get an international feature nomination? Um, and I guess uh, each country can only submit one film, and India did not submit that. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a fun yeah, little fact. Fun little so fact. So it's kind of a way for it to kind of circumvent that Correct. error in judgment, maybe. And uh, right, it's on Netflix. Noise. So yeah, it is a long one. It's so out there. Buckle up. Yep. Okay. Um, so we both we matched. Okay. Let's do the shorts. Here we go. The shorts. Animated short the bottom left yeah, corner that's of the me. ballot. This is okay, you. we got the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Yep. Lots of animals for I'm you. I'm so glad you're reading this category, by the way. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you're talking about the flying sailor, right? That's right. <laughs> the flying sailor, uh, ice merchants, my year of dicks, <laughs> an ostrich. Titters, tol- uh, titters amongst the crowd, yeah. <laughs> an ostrich t- uh, told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. That's a whole story there. Interesting titles, long ones. Um, (laughs) No pun intended. All right. So, uh, (laughs) all right. um, I I don't know anything about these movies. Recently, did I only investigate a little bit, uh, only to learn? Yes, and uh, I learned a little bit, and because I um, was on another podcast, if you believe that or not, the Suka podcast uh, that my son and uh, Sam Bradaway run. And they are looking at this ballot. They have Wait, no you're idea. Plug what's another going on. podcast now. <laughs> I know. We're not. We're not. We're, I'm not linking anything below. <laughs> All right. Yeah, don't give um, them the time of but day. But obviously, the title "My Year of Dicks," which is Dave saying, I'm glad you're reading that. Uh, you're like, what is that? So an animated movie, and I think it it deals with uh, this like 15 or 16 year old girl like navigating the relationships in her lives. And I, I've seen sure. glimpses of all the animation of these. Yep. Um, and I strongly considered that for the win. Um, but I did not pick it. No, um, no, you didn't. The other, the, then it, for me, it really uh, was between two, and that is the an ostrich told me the world is fake, and the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. The ostrich one looks really interesting. It looks like a movie. I guess I, the filmmaker was made by one person. I think during the pandemic, and they kind of did everything themselves, and it's like them filming. Um, of like as if a film was being made. I thought it looked really interesting, but uh, I felt like scales were leaning a little bit more towards the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. That's yep. what I went with. I I uh, did none of the research you just described and arrived at the same conclusion. <laughs> so who uh, who wins? <laughs> I, I think I win. Well, we both lost. It seems like everybody's voting for that, so I voted for that. Well, That's I, literally I all the thought I put into it. Um, uh, 
there you go. There have you been know, years where, where Dave was using his, um, you know, all that breathes uh, philosophy. Yeah, it right. seems like that's the heartwarming one. Yep, the heartwarming one. When yep. in doubt, the heartwarming one. Yeah. So we'll see. Documentary um, short. Yeah, let's jump over to Doc Short. That's okay. uh, where are we on the page here? Oh, it's up by documentary. Um, yep. Documentary short we have The Elephant Whisperers, Haul Out, How Do You Measure a Year, The Martha Mitchell Effect, Stranger at the Gate. And I applied my All That Breathes yeah. processing here. So I've, and I've, I gave it to The Elephant Whisperers because the similar, it's a heartwarming story yep. about yep. an this animal. This is on Netflix. People, yeah. It's on Netflix. People can see it, which I think is a big factor with the shorts because Correct. they are notoriously difficult to see. Um, I mean, if you're a voter, you probably get the screener that might have them all in a yep. DVD or something for you. But it's just hard to watch all these. And sometimes the one that's easiest to watch, that's the one that gets buzzed because people can actually see it and talk yeah. about it. So I went with Elephant Whispers here. It's heartwarming. It appears to be heartwarming, I should say. I haven't seen yeah. it. And, and it has all those other things going for I it. Don't, so that's what I don't. Um, I knew a little bit about that one. And I've heard some chatter about Stranger at the Gate. Um, but I, again, I don't know much about that. Um, and I leaned with Elephant Whispers too. Love it. So the shorts... Live action shorts. Live action short. And uh, that is an Irish goodbye. <laughs> we did So we didn't even talk. What's his next one? I would say like Eva Lou. Okay, Eva Lou. All right. I was so hyper-focused on pronouncing the next one correctly. Les Poupilles? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no? I think okay. it's like Les Poupilles. Les Poupilles. Yeah. Uh, Italian? Yeah. Okay. I- Italian, some people would say. Italian. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, night ride, <laughs> I got that one Nailed and it. the red suitcase. Um, so it seemed like Dave was just saying like the elephant whispers is available on like Netflix, uh, Le Pupile yep, nailed it. is, um, on Disney plus and yeah. Alfonso Caron is yeah, a you producer. Got a big, you've I got a big that. director attached to it. Oscar winning director yep. attached to it. Um, yeah, I went with that as well. It seems like the the not only the safe bet, but what everyone appears to have gathered around. I think so Irish pretty safe. I mean, who any of these could win of these shorts categories? Anything could win. Uh, but I think if I if I did pick a second one, I would have leaned Irish goodbye for no real reason. Gotcha. Maybe banshees is still in, All right. in my blood. Best sound we have. Okay. All quiet on the Western Front which you already kind of flagged as having some good sound choices. Correct. Avatar, The Way of Water, uh, which is not going to win this category. The Batman. A2. Elvis. And Top Gun, Maverick. Yeah. Now, historically... Talk to me. This goes to the big, loud action movie. The, like, movies that have a lot of... This used to be two awards. It used to be sound editing and sound mixing. Correct. And those awards, they go to things that have a lot of sound editing and sound mixing. Like Correct. Lots of sound effects and lots... And that's, so that's why action movies, movies with, you know, a lot of war movies... War like they movies, win these awards yep. Because they, they make a lot of noise and they have a lot of sounds. And they, yes, they do. There's a lot of work that goes into making that feel good. Now, uh, there's a particular movie this year that I feel like does a lot with sound to really put you in the seat. I think we got a match. And I went with Top Gun Maverick. Yes. This is the other movie I gave Top Gun the nod. I just feel like it's it will be easy and appropriate for the Academy to award Top Gun in both editing and sound. That seems like yeah. two categories that it just makes the most sense for this movie. 
for other categories like best adapted screenplay i'm like I, that doesn't i don't think that makes much if sense it wins best adapted <laughs> buckle gotta, up it's getting the big it. prize um, so i think that's a that's a pretty safe pick but i wouldn't i wouldn't rule out all quiet on the western front here um, and no. I wouldn't rule out Elvis here because it's also like kind of a musical movie and yeah. sound is a big um, part of how it works. I think but even uh, though it's not an action movie, which Ray wins won both both sound awards that year. Oh, the Ray Charles won yeah, best yeah, sound and best sound mixing. Wow. And I remember going. That's a good yeah. reference point. Hmm, yeah. That could be a factor here. If so, Elvis has a big night, then expect it maybe to show up here. Then, yeah. but, but I, I think the Top Gun, top gun and All Quiet, those would be that would be the coin, the flip. Cool. And uh, visual effects, you kind of called this out earlier. Yeah. We probably should what have put doing? this in our first set of hard locks. I don't even think it's worth reading the nominations. Is it? I this guess. is going to okay. go to Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah. Let's just get it out of the way. Um, me, um, Top Gun has a lot of practical, I think, effects. Yeah. But it, nothing's going to compete. But the visual effects is the whole movie of yeah. Avatar. And it's its whole pitch to you as a consumer is like, look at these visual effects. Right. Like that is so, that's wait, its whole identity. Dave, are you telling me the blue people in Avatar are better than the blue people in Wakanda Forever? The, as we flagged back <laughs> back during uh, a oh, previous right. episode, there is a funny coincidence of the blue people. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I got Avatar Way of Water. I think that's what we should have mentioned that early on. I think it's one of the biggest locks of the night. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Sioux locks. And <laughs> those are some big you locks. Tell us about your free, Dr. Seuss book free, right now. Free, for about the non-geography minutes. buffs in the room, those are some big locks. The, um, the fickle switch, whatever you call it. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about Pontoffel Park. <laughs> Where are Can we you? side by side Some that with something? Right. I would love it. All right. Okay, um, are we getting to the heavy hitters? Yeah, so we saved three categories for last, and we saved them for last because they are giant toss-ups, or or at least there's, a, there's enough passionate debate around them and different interests that it's worth just saving them for last. They're going to be the most dramatic, and the show will save them for late in the show as yep. well. So it kind of fits. They'll, they'll probably save director too, but... That's not yeah, going to be it's as a little less dramatic. Interesting. So let's start with best actress. Here we this go. This is one of the big debates this this award yep. show. Am I reading these or is this you? Um, well, I we didn't read visual effects, which was your oh. turn. So why don't you go ahead? Sure. We got Kate Blanchett for Tar, uh, Ana de Armas for Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe movie, uh, Andrea Riseborough, which there was a lot of some drama about that. Some drama about that in uh, the movie To Leslie, which I did not see. And really only saw part of Blonde. Uh, Michelle Williams, who kind of came out of nowhere as far as being in this race, um, beating out like Viola Davis and some other folks. Uh, for the Fablemans, love Michelle Williams. And another Michelle, Michelle Yeoh, for everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, so I think the the debate here for most voters, most people trying to win their ballot, is between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. Yep. Kate Blanchett, you locked. I'll I add. did. I don't know if you is stuck true to your lock, but you did previously lock. I came in pretty hot I think on Lydia on Tar. Multiple occasions you locked it yeah. for Kate Blanchett, which is fair. We both saw the movie, and it's it's an amazing performance. There's no question, no question. It would it would be no surprise, and she would certainly deserve it if she won. Yep. No debate there, but the everything everywhere factor is really he's real up lately. It's real. Michelle Yeoh won um, 
the SAG. The SAG Award. And here. she won. So again, these split like the Golden Globes, awards. like Kate wins for drama. Right. Michelle Yeoh wins for comedy. I don't like how they do that, but so I, I, you know, I'm sort of hedging my bets a little bit. In okay. several other categories, I didn't give everything everywhere the nod. I was like, well, if it's having a big night, it might win here. But yep. I'm going this other one. This one, I'm, 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 I gave one in that direction. I went to Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Because I was thinking, you know what? She's got some momentum. People would really love to see this happen. I think on a technical level, Kate Blanchett's performance is the kind of performance that usually wins. It's the biggest, most impressive. She's right. on screen like every minute of that two and a half hour movie. Right. It's like, it is more and more intense acting, I feel like. But Michelle Yeoh's got a great story and she's having a moment and yeah. this movie is having a moment. So it's really hard to, to rule it out here so much so that yeah. I'm going Michelle Yeoh. When we had our Tar episode recently, I was thinking to myself, uh, I think I said this in the podcast, like I, you know, this does change some things for my, this is affecting my ballot. And what I was referring to is when we were having that conversation about the script and tar, I was like, people will think this movie is the best. It's the best performance on a technical level, but they're going to like Michelle Yeoh's performance more. True. And that's what I was thinking back then. And so that's what I trusted here. Yeah. I, I think people are going to go with what they like more and they just like Michelle Yeoh and that character more this year, even even though Kate Blanchett did amazing work in time. Right, yeah, that is. Uh, I'm right there with you as you're as you're talking through this. So we we both ruled out uh, Michelle Williams, Andrea Riseborough. That would if she wins, that would be crazy. There uh, might be a ride of something. And uh, and uh, Ana de Armas is uh, not not going to win. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm um, I was split too. Um, before the SAG awards, I think Kate Blanchett was coming in. So she's been like the, the talk since that movie came out. And it's been like, if you just did one category and say, what was just the best performance? It seemed like, I think it's Kate Blanchett. And, um, I think she is tar. That movie obviously got nominated for a lot of things. Um, where I feel like everything everywhere Michelle Yeoh is great and very well could win this thing. Um, but I feel like because that is the ensemble work, which seems to be getting love in the supporting categories, um, I feel like in the end of the day, even if you really, really like Michelle Yeoh, you have to go with Kate Blanchett for Tar. There it is, folks. The man Locked sticks it. to his lock. He's not a it. he's not a flippant locker. <laughs> when he locks, he locks. He's um, committed to Kate. Now, Blanchett. Uh, working against give him some credit for that. Kate Blanchett are two things. Yeah, one is she's won twice before: once for Blue Jasmine for Best Leading Actress, and once for The Aviator for supporting. Sure. So. You might think, well, it's time to give it to someone else. And I get that. But there are people who win more than one time because <laughs> it's just so good. Should I introduce Some... you to a Miss Meryl Street? <laughs> Correct. Right. I think Kate Blanchett is, even though the I would say that's one thing that works against her. And the other thing, unfortunately, I feel like this she champion the Andrea Riseborough nomination is somewhat credited to Kate Blanchett putting her name out there and bringing it to attention, which is great. You feel like you're championing someone else. 
Um, but to the point now, they're a competitor. So I feel like a vote for Andrea is like a vote for Kate, and that could cause some issues. Like Kate Blanchett thinks Andrea's the best. Yeah. So if I want to vote for Kate, but so I want to just be enough smoke there to. There to, might be enough, um, but I feel like throw some votes. If yeah. if you're just trying to say, man, what was just so good? And like yeah. Dave said, she's in every frame. It, she's she's captivating. Um, it, she is certainly a more difficult character to like uh, than Michelle Yeoh. But um, and so I I would be thrilled if Michelle Yeoh wins because I I think she is great in that. And we had our crouching tiger, crouching uh, T hidden D. <laughs> if you haven't listened to that one, do yourself a favor. Uh, okay, but we'll keep it moving here. And so I'm glad we split on that, and one of us will get it right. Love it. Um, best actor. I'm. Uh, well, I almost I almost revealed my 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 choice. But let me read the nominees. We got Please Austin do. Butler for Elvis, Colin yep. Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye. For living, I love Bill Nye. Put Bill Nye in everything; he's great. Yeah, I really that movie looks interesting. He's not going to win. <laughs> he's not going to win. This it's isn't a, your year, a, Bill. It's an honor to be nominated, Bill. Yeah. Take um, Paul out. I think most people it's have a coin this flip. down between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. Yeah. As soon as I saw the whale and I saw the press around this movie, um, I I locked in on Brendan Fraser a long time ago. You also, I'll, I'll I just praised you for sticking to your locks. Yeah. You locked him in, uh, pretty pretty definitively earlier. What episode was when we were doing our? <laughs> I said they if had no to be can, in a movie with Brendan Fraser. If no one can find it, then it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But you did lock it. I will let the record show. Mark locked it. Yeah. So I stuck with Brendan Fraser here. I know there's a lot of love for Austin Butler, and people are calling it a two a two way race. Um, but I just feel like I don't think the whale is going to win anywhere else. I didn't have it for makeup and hairstyling. I think people still want to have this moment with Brendan Fraser at the Oscars. I think that would be the culmination of a whole long award season for him and this this narrative playing out of his kind of comeback and the story and the movie. And this is the place where people can give him and the movie some love and they couldn't do it anywhere else. And no, certainly no one would be shocked if Brendan Fraser won. Um, I've heard some people even mention Colin Farrell's name here, and in a different year, maybe yeah. maybe he would have he's great have a, a run at this uh, with that performance in Banshees. But it, yeah, definitely an Austin Butler, Brendan Fraser. I went with Brendan Fraser. Okay, um, I'm similar. That is the coin to flip, and um, I think uh, Austin Butler is excellent as Elvis Presley. And I, I thought it was okay. I think well, Dave has some hate for Baz Luhrmann, so. Um, but I, I thought he was really good. Um, he, um, and I think like interviews I've seen, he's handling things well. He won, uh, he won the golden globe and Brendan Fraser didn't, but, uh, I think I commented on that. There were the golden globes, uh, I have some issues with Brendan Fraser or vice versa, I should say. And yeah, let's, um, let's, that's not a 50, 50 thing. Brendan Fraser <laughs> is like, has a very strong personal feelings against certain and, people uh, the Globes and so, for, good, for good reason. But the, uh, so the BAFTA, that's the, uh, the UK's version of the Oscars went to Austin Butler, I believe. And, uh, that's, you know, that's something. And, uh, but the SAG went to Brendan Fraser. And so for me, had the SAG gone to Austin Butler, I would have had to seriously consider 
unlocking my lock, but I didn't. I stuck with the whale. I'm going Brendan Fraser for the win. Locks, friends. I think I haven't seen this, but it feels like he and and, you know what what I'm hearing from people and from uh, uh, Dave that he he is great in the movie. And I put it like it's his movie. It's my It's my same logic I had when I'm thinking of the best actress. Like Kate Blanchett, just felt like she is. That yeah, movie and Brendan Fraser is this movie. Like there is consistency. My only has my right. other hesitation, if I can say that, was that the whale did not get a best picture nom. It's not showing yeah. up other I don't think that's you know, at the end all be all. Um I, I'm I'm leaning heavy Brendan uh Fraser for uh for the win over Austin Butler. I, I would be shocked. If he doesn't win this award, I mean, I'm saying all this stuff about like the the narrative of this movie, and people want to see Brendan Fraser kind of yeah. top off this award season. But personally, having seen uh, you know several of these movies, Brendan Fraser is amazing in The Whale, and it's an incredible performance. And not right. only is it a good story if he wins, right. he does I th- I think deserve to win for this award based on what I've seen. And I would say, so uh, I, it's the, I would be pretty happy. to The see other that. thing working against Austin Butler is because. Didn't, you know, Rami Malek just win for playing Freddie Mercury. And didn't Taron Edgerton just, he was amazing as Elton John. And it's like every time you turn around, someone just played this really famous Yeah. uh, And I have the same reaction. I mean, you're kind of giving me a hard time about Baz Luhrmann and just deserve it. I I genuinely don't like It's not like he's my favorite director. But I don't really understand the acclaim around those performances in general. Like, I don't really get like getting praised for doing like an impression of a famous celebrity that way, because ultimately I don't really feel like like just copying somebody is not as impressive to me as like, like bringing an original character to life. So I don't know. I, I never like, I get that for this year it's Austin Butler, Brandon, and everything you're saying about Austin Butler is what everyone is saying. You're talking directly to Daniel day Lewis for playing Lincoln, right? (laughs) I'm just saying, but Daniel day Lewis is Lincoln. I think shocked a lot of people and how much it did not sound like the Lincoln they had (laughs) in in their head. So so all due respect to Mr. Lewis, (laughs) Mr. Day Lewis. Thank you very much. Um, so um, anyway, yeah. Let's jump to the last. Here we go. Yeah, one here. Um, you're you're reading. So oh, good lord. Go Here's ten. Here we go. The best picture nominees for the 95th annual Academy Awards are. <laughs> I just want to make this even longer. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, Avatar: The Way of Water, Banshees of Inner Sharon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. There's ten. Uh, in years past, sometimes there's like eight or nine or something weird like that. This year, they said there has to be ten, and so that is that is your ten. And uh, honestly, because this was best picture, um, we saved it to the end. I don't feel like this is that. Like I, I see it going to everything, everywhere, all at once. And if there is an upset, it's because somehow people just either it's it would be one of two movies it would be either people want to thank tom cruise for saving the film industry as as people are saying and because the steven spielbergs and the people who are in the academy would have just wanted to honor that movie and honor him um so i could see that happening that would be an awesome interesting moment 
Um, or everyone just watches All Quiet on the Western Front and they're just, just, it's an incredible movie and they can't get it out of their mind and somehow that walks away with it. But I really think it's like everything everywhere is to lose. Yeah, this is a tough category. Just, I mean, if you didn't do any sort of research on the, on what people are, you know, leaning toward and just looked at this list of movies, it's a tough, it's a tough competitive year i feel like there's a lot of good movies here this year um i i was thinking pretty competitively when i was filling out this ballot and i was like you know what you don't you don't win the ballot if you just go with what everyone else (laughs) oh my god you didn't tell me and so i did something that might have been stupid (laughs) but i believe in it okay because i think this this is I I wish I could explain it and I could try to explain it, but I don't think oh, I. You're gonna I'd make me feel justice. bad if you pick the movie I'm thinking you picked and I didn't pick it and I actually would prefer it winning. I'm gonna feel bad. I I saw this movie recently and I just had a feeling. Oh my gosh! I just had a. You feel, went there. I had a feeling after I saw it. I was like, this movie. Might Folks, win. if you're walking away, get back over here. This movie might win. Dave's best, about to drop a bomb. This movie might win Best Picture. And I couldn't explain it. It was a gut feeling. Something about the the alchemy of the movie and the time I watched it. And also me thinking, other people probably watched this movie at the same time I watched it and are now going to go vote for the Oscars. Yeah. And, wow. Um, I think the smart choice here is everything everywhere. If That's you're definitely win, the smart choice. If you're trying to win and you want to go with the crowd, you pick everything everywhere, and 90% <laughs> of the time, you're going to be right. Hey, I got Carrie Condon, all right? <laughs> but on the off chance, Everything Everywhere doesn't have the big night everyone says, that it just picks up a few awards here and there. Maybe Michelle Yeoh wins, and that's the big moment for the movie. The Daniels win director. I think there's a world <laughs> where All Quiet on the Western Front wins Best Picture. Oh, my gosh, I folks. It. It's right here. Oh, and I we think, can't change these. No, I don't want to. Okay. I think it could win. I don't. I think people like everything, everywhere, all at once. I think they want to give it a lot of attention because it yeah. is a special, fun movie. But All Quiet on the Western Front is the kind of movie that wins Best Picture. True. And it has a lot of kind of similar threads in recent years. It could have to do the Parasite thing where the Best International also yep. wins Best Picture. Again... Uh, how many nominations does Everything Everywhere have? Is it 12? Uh, Something across the board. There's yeah. a lot. It has the more nominations than the other movie. But it led with nominations. All Quiet on the Western Front has nine nominations yeah. across the ballot. It is It is not like... It's easy to look at it and go like, oh, that's the international yeah. picture. Like, it's not going to... But it's like, if you're just measuring the top performing movies on this ballot, All Quiet is a serious contender. I think people will watch it fresh. I think a lot of people will have seen it. I think it's cleaning up in Europe and at the BAFTAs, and and it did kind of come out of nowhere. Right. And so I, my thinking is everything everywhere has been kind of the obvious choice for a couple months maybe at the most here. But I think all of a sudden at the end, All Quiet's getting a lot of attention. I think people are excited about it, and I think people are watching it fresh, and I think it's the kind of movie that wins. It's the kind of movie that wins. Will people be upset if it wins because they want everything ever to win? Yes. But you also, have, you also have, and I should have asked you to explain this, sure. the ranked ballot voting for Best Picture is Correct. a huge factor here. Huge factor. Because I think people, people 
want everything everywhere to win, but it's it's as you've experienced personally, yeah. it's a polarizing movie. You yeah. don't love it. No, it'd be middle and a lot be of people love tier. It. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people feel like you that there are a lot of vocal people championing yeah. the movie, but there's an equal number of people that either don't like it or it's just it's just weird. It's the weird movie of the year to them. Right. And they're not voting for it and they will make a more traditional pick. And I would imagine a lot of people would put All Quiet as number two on their ballot. Two or three, for sure. And so if then everything everywhere isn't the overwhelming majority winner, right. then all of a sudden whatever's in number two is the best picture that correct year. yeah if you don't and yeah so this isn't this, it's a ranked ballot part system. of this is a gut hunch thing as i've explained i love this like, pick dave part of it is i, I think love the it. game the game of the oscars could you know there's a lot of this it's not we got some shakeups to select all quiet on the western front yeah it's not out of bounds I now it's say, a bold pick oh it's, it's very bold it's i would say more bold than my carrie condon pick but um you know, you don't. You I'm don't champion win. that. Remember you that when win. I picked my up? brother is a my brother is a police officer, and one of his one of his buddies on the force says, because they all work like evening shift yeah. or night shift, and uh, you know, whenever somebody transfers to day shift, or there's the thought of transferring to day shift, yeah. his, uh, his buddy goes. No, legends aren't made on day shift. <laughs> the suggestion <laughs> being, true. you have to kind of live on the edge if yeah. you want if you want to pull off the big win. So I'm yeah. playing. I'm playing for 23 out of 23. Yeah. And I want to win. And so I had to, I made a big call. That's big It's a call. big call. Is Am I going to look ridiculous come Sunday night? I would say. Very well, possibly. So, but, um, um, you know. If Dave is correct. Is. If Dave is correct. Yeah. What do I uh, win? What well, do I win? What are you going to no, buy? No, no, no. First of all, I'm telling you, you're, <laughs> you're going against history. So if Dave wins. No, well, not really. Coda established. You yeah, can win best picture. can win. Not that. If you you can win Best Picture without a Best Director nom and without a Best Editing nomination, Coda did it. That's right. So this would be only the second film ever. Thanks for defending my choice. Only the second film ever. It's not precedent sent. <laughs> it's not precedent setting. It's uh, to do that. I would feel better about your choice if it had a director or editing. I would say then that is it would have been a coin toss. Um, I was a little hesitant actually. If I had to pick a number two. I would have picked Top Gun, Maverick, and uh, well, but, like you're saying, if Top Gun wins Best Adapted Screenplay, then then it, the night is over. No, I, uh, <laughs> but I do think like you can feel better about your best pick. I already feel good about, it. but you can feel even better <laughs> than your already good feeling that you have is if it, the uh, All Quiet gets I just, that Best I'm Adapted Screenplay. Like, it was like a like a how come like you didn't sp- go with it for Best Adapted a Screenplay? Spirit visited me. Because I just think I just you know I mix I mix around my risks. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you put all your chips in on one player and it. How loses, many awards do you have? All Quiet winning besides Best Picture. I have it winning. Um, um, I'm looking across the sheet here. I have it winning Best International. Okay. And Best Cinematography. Okay, cinematography. That's right. So there's yeah. some, there's a there's yeah, it's a, got, there's a grouping. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That is a legitimate strong That's awards. Legitimate. Okay. Um, so that, that's about. And, uh, and by my count, we have six categories with different choices, which I think is okay. is more than we've had in the past couple of True. years. But there's a lot more yeah. toss-ups this year, so a lot of room for variation. Things could go different ways, right. but there is still the possibility that we tie. Yeah. So I wanted to introduce sure. a tiebreaker category. Okay. I've, I you, I'm asking you. To, you're gonna have to vote right now. Right now. Here we go. So here's the category. The category is yeah. How many slaps slap jokes? Will there be 
during the the entire broadcast of the Oscar Awards. Here are your choices. Okay, here, here are the nominees. Oh, I get ABC. You get five choices. You I'll get five it. nominees, just like okay, any other category. Oh, I love it. You can vote for zero. Zero slap jokes. They just go out of their way. Jimmy Kimmel is given explicit instruction. Do not mention the slap. It just it is not brought up at all. It's already been mentioned, I think. <laughs> in like a promo video. <laughs> option one is zero. Okay. Option two is one to five oh, references I li- I like or it. slap jokes. Yeah. One to five. That's a safe one. Option three There's is five. Six, one to three. Option three is six to ten slap jokes or references to the slap. Yeah. Like distinct references. Fourth option is eleven plus. They you think just, there'd be eleven slap jokes? It could be the joke of the night, and just it just gets mixed into every single moment of the show. Can't you imagine that? It's just it's the joke every time. Okay, if that could. There's a version of the night where it's it is the go-to. I joke. hope I hope we don't see that version. But go Option ahead. Option number five: Chris Rock personally makes an appearance and refers to it. Oh man, that's option number five, and it could be a video appearance. He could be there in person, but Chris Rock appears in the broadcast and makes a joke, and that trumps any other numbers of references. So oh my it gosh. could be that there's one to five, but Chris Rock making it. If, but you have to choose the Chris Rock run to get. Oh to get my that gosh! So I need to make a vote too. I'm yeah. about to make okay, my vote. Okay, so, so we're we're gonna go radio silence just for a couple seconds while okay. you think through and scratch off a choice here. Okay. Do you need me to read the nominees one more time? No, I, it's it's a coin flip for me, like everything else. Zero, one to five, six to ten, eleven plus, or The Rock. Not The Rock. Chris Rock himself. <laughs> Black Adam himself. The Rock might appear and make a joke oh, about it. That would be funny. Which also be funny. But <laughs> you should have said Chris, any Rock. Chris Rock. Any Chris Rock or The Rock. No. Chris Rock, not the uh, Rock. So Chris Rock does have this Netflix comedy special out right now. <laughs> that he, I haven't seen it yet, but he does address this. I haven't heard it. Sure. Um, the question is, will he even want to come back to the award show that's what I'm, I'm trying to think right now i really that would be great it would be a way to like diffuse a lot of the energy yeah uh, you know and and kind of have permission like we're, we're just going to talk about this thing um and the fact that he i don't think he's going to show up in person but the fact that you said also it could be a video is causing some pause for me <laughs> um all right i'm going to okay. cast my have you cast your vote yeah, I, I need to lean down here and also check one of these boxes. I got it. I, I, I made my decision. Um, I am going with this is this is a bold choice, but there it is. So, um, again, this is jokes or references during the entire broadcast. Doesn't have to be all from Jimmy Kimmel. Yep. Anyone can make a reference or a joke about it. Yeah. Okay. I went with six to ten, which is a weird choice right in the middle. But I think it's going to be like an awkward number. It's going to be uncomfortable and awkward how many times somebody tries to refer to it, either in a speech or Jimmy Kimmel, certainly in the opening monologue or right. other moments. I think it's going to be a, a funny in, in like a couple too many. And so I'm putting it in that six to ten range. What are you going with? Um my coin had uh, neither of those. Op- it didn't have that option on it. My okay. coin was one to five or the Chris Rock. <laughs> okay. uh, so because I really want to see it, I'm thinking there might be a video. A like, pre-recorded. A pre-recorded that video. Count, yeah. Okay. That is is Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel uh, going around looking for presenters or something and knocks on like Chris Rock's door. Yeah. And Chris Rock slaps him or something like that. So I'm going, there's going to be something involving Chris Rock in a video. Maybe a pre-tape with Chris a Rock. A pre-tape or okay. 
Correct. That's a good. I like that thinking. S- something that'll just show yeah, like it is uh, reasonable. Right. I think my suspicion there is the academy. While they will, they will humble themselves and allow some jokes about it. Yeah. They do not want to get that close to it. So I don't right. think they want Chris Rock to show up. I don't think they would invite right. him. I, I don't think, think they, they would... need. They need Chris Rock. I agree. Yeah. I'm just saying, knowing they're kind of stuffy and they make they're yeah. so sensitive. I think they yeah. they don't want to be that chummy right. with the whole thing. Now, can we go with a, a a wild option and Will Smith makes a video? <laughs> <laughs> He's banned from the proceedings. Oh, I think. Okay, not even a video. Probably not even a okay. video. We should so, we should have said who do we think will present the best actress because normally it's the best actor winner. Ooh. So, but that would have been unlimited. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, this That's is not hard. a real. If we're gonna keep score during the thing, this yep. one doesn't count. It only counts if there's it's a tie. tie. If there's a tie, then the yep. tiebreaker becomes the slap. Yeah, it's joke not category. another point. No, it's not another point. It's just a tiebreaker category. Right. So yep. now it's officially recorded. Uh, you heard slap it. jokes. I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about that option, but I loved it so much. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Um, all right. That's the our Oscar predictions. Yeah. I hope that okay. helps you make some calls. I hope it helps you think through some categories. We certainly don't know everything, and we're we're guessing. Yeah. And you've heard us. I you, love you can that hear we have a couple bold predictions. Couple. You need. That's. I said this at the beginning. You yeah. need a couple. If you want to win, you need a couple yeah. bold picks. Because if you just do what everyone's doing, then you're going to match with somebody, and yeah. then you won't win. That's so true. So you need to you need to make some educated guesses, some, some bold claims. Right. And I think we both had a couple good ones, so this will be exciting to see who. Good, yeah, like comes out bold, but not ridiculous. Right. It, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's Oscar predictions 2023. Hope you enjoy the show. Yeah. Let us know how you did. I yeah. again, I did 21 out of 23 last year. I'm not going to do that well this year. <laughs> I'm sure of it, <laughs> but, but I'm hopeful. We will report back. Yeah. All right. Yeah.